Hey, it's Jess Massa. Thanks for listening to this episode of WTF Health. All this talk about the future of health is brought to you in part by our sponsors, Transparent, OneDrop, Wheel, Pfizer, Vita Health, Utopia, 120 over 80 marketing, and Bayer G4A. And don't forget, if you want to check out the video version of this interview, head on over to my YouTube channel. That's at youtube.com slash WTF Health. Hey everybody, it's Jessica DeMassa with WTF Health. What's the future health? I am talking to the who's who of health tech and healthcare innovation. And today we are talking to Stuart Hansen. He is the CEO of Avenir Health. Now Avenir Health, you guys might remember, it's a bit mysterious. It's a payer provider data exchange company built on blockchain. But what's really sexy about it is two things. Number one, the network of founding members that they have. So CVS Aetna, Anthem, HCSC, PNC Bank, Centara Healthcare, Cleveland Clinic, and IBM, IBM Watson, I think, to be specific, right, Stuart? And yeah. not only are these the founding members bringing their data and, and all of the information that they have about their patient populations to the table, but they've also invested $50 million in a seed round for Avenir. So, Stuart, we've got to figure out what it is you guys are doing over there, but welcome. It's great to talk to you. Great to talk to you, too. Thanks. We're glad to be here. Thanks. So, okay. So this is a bit mysterious to me. So we're going to need you to unpack what it is that Avenir Health does. So like I said at the top, payer provided data exchange. This is, I keep reading, it's like an interoperability play. We want to improve the patient experience, we want to reduce admin expense, but like what doesn't? So exactly what do you guys do at Avenir Health? Yeah, so um, it's a great question. We do get this a lot. So thanks for the opportunity to- Sure, no, let us know. We're gonna pick this apart. Right out of the gate. (laughs) Um, So in simplest terms, Avenir is a platform company for innovation that solves a long sought after problem in healthcare, which is data fluidity. So in order for healthcare really to unlock the value of better patient experiences, some of the analytics and insights companies, some of these other platform companies out there what you find is a lot of these companies building one-to-one connections with their clients, right? And effectively building their own little micro network for data exchange and for data to move into and out of different uh, EHR comp- uh, backends and so forth. What Avenir is trying to do is that for the industry. Okay. Right? So first and foremost, our biggest aim in, in healthcare is to try to solve the data unlocking problem, data fluidity. So we're building that as a, as a network right, for the healthcare industry, but also as a platform for the industry to innovate on, because each of these innovative companies shouldn't build their own connectivity to unlock data. They should have something, a new dial tone for the healthcare industry that they can tap into to get access to the client data that they need to create better patient experiences, better outcomes to bend the cost curve, instead of all these companies needing to solve that one by one by one by one. Okay, so what's the difference then? Like, explain, can you explain, go a little further on the tech side than, for me, but in English, okay? Um, like, so instead of a micro network, like you had said, like these companies are building these individual ones that are like not connected. How are you going about building this bigger network that connects, like you said, the industry that isn't just a micro thing that's, that's living, you know, exclusive from, from the other micro networks that are out there? Yeah, so we're, we're doing it to not only focus on a single use case or a single data flow, but to really provide a scalable, even peer-to-peer data exchange capability. So like fundamentally in the OSF framework, there's like a very infrastructural need for the healthcare industry to solve, which is this new way to communicate securely 
confidently around the right data exchanges am amongst the trusted parties that needs to happen, uh, that needs to be broader than a single use case or a single data insight uh, that's being driven for. So that takes a, and that speaks to the, to the size of our seed route, right? This is a very, think about a 6G wireless network, right? For the healthcare industry, how significant is the infrastructural need for uh, collaboration services and for communication security and privacy for all these big healthcare organizations to confidently tap into something broader than the micro networks where they're used to doing business. Um, it really takes a really significant um, investment to build that in a scalable and secure HIPAA compliant way, but also in a trusted way. So we're doing it with the capital and with the partners, as you talked about. So that group of founding members, as we call them, uh, is what's really going to make this work, right? Having that level of scale brought to seed, not only in terms of capital, but seed in terms of participation, this sort of a network play is really game changing. All right, say a little bit more about that because I am curious about like what they're bringing to the table. So like some, when, some of the stats I read, it's like, I mean, mm -hmm. those organizations have about 80 million, 80 million covered lives connected to them, 14 million annual patient visits. So there's a lot of data. Is it just the volume of data that they're bringing to the table? And I mean, obviously the funding, but like, I mean, is it more than that? Is it the expertise, the fact that they have these systems that they've been, you know, working in this space, trying to do data exchange for a long time? I mean, I think back to my days in innovation at a Blue Cross plan 10 years ago almost. And it was like, we were talking about using blockchain to securely move data back then, couldn't figure out how to really do it. So I mean, right. what are they bringing to the table that is, is gonna be a differentiator for you guys moving forward? Yeah, so participation, obviously the capital is awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not just awesome to have the capital, but actually capital can come at a really high cost and a big burden. Having the capital to build this infrastructural capability and prove it out across an industry like healthcare is critical. So, you know, we, we thank them all for their capital and for more importantly, the the industry leadership and innovative leaning that, that it took for all of them to come together as competitors to recognize this problem of data interoperability and data fluidity is bigger than any competitive business model than any of them have to worry about, right? Mm -hmm. They all are gonna continue to compete on differentiated use cases, but recognizing the need for them to all commit to use something in a different way to create and unlock better patient experiences and better outcomes is for the greater good. And so I, I think way more important than their capital, their participation, their knowledge and their expertise and their commitment to doing something a different way is really what's unique about bringing this group of, of companies together. I bring this down to earth for us here into like a practical, like maybe some practical examples. Cause one of the things that I read that really helped kind of clear this up a little bit for me, it's like, well, okay, what kind of data are we talking about here? I mean, I understand this network concept that you're talking about, but like which things, is it patient record information? Like one of the things that I read that was like, oh, I get it. It was like eligibility. I'm like, I see. Okay. Or like pre-auth, like prior auth, like, okay. So like what else? Like give us some other examples of, of this data exchange that you guys are working to make more frictionless and, and really work at that industry-wide level. Yeah, I mean, the, the ultimate goal is to solve that data problem, that data challenge, that last mile challenge for all of the data use cases that need to move seamlessly between parties. So, you know, personal examples around eligibility, right? 
I had an emergency eye procedure last summer and the guy next to me, who was like a 65 year old gentleman on a Medicare Advantage plan, couldn't get the same procedure done the same day, even though it was urgent and pressing because they couldn't verify his coverage. Oh my right? God. It wasn't even a prior auth, like prior auth is hard, right? We all know that's a big problem to solve and a lot of things has to go into the calculus of prior authorization for different things based on your plan design and your underlying medical conditions and outcomes and all those things. But basic eligibility for a really significantly time sensitive uh, procedure should be fluid, right? Yeah. But instead we know that for an average patient, there's an eligibility check done with your insurance when you schedule an appointment. There's another eligibility check done the week before, or the day before. There's another one typically done when you show up at the doctor's office, right? They keep asking for your insurance card. They keep wanting to verify you're covered because they don't want a bad, a bad debt situation. And then last but not least, they usually check your eligibility before they bill your insurance for a claim, right? Um, and that's usually done via batch EDI transactions overnight or web lookups from a clerical staff person or God forbid a phone call or a fax, <laughs> right? It's, it's really cumbersome and clunky. And the reality is you should be able to verify your eligibility the same way you verify that you've got auto and like it should be real time. It should just be tapping into a network. Is this person covered? Yes, they are awesome. Um, so that's a really straightforward use case. And we're, we're focusing the initial energy of Avenir on solving the really non-controversial, uh, really cumbersome, really administratively heavy burdens of things like eligibility, yes. right? Things like prior auth, where all those phone calls and stuff are hated by everyone who does them. They're, mm -hmm. Like the clerical staff don't like making those phone calls. The, the staff at, you know, the insurance companies don't like having to troubleshoot and receive and have those queued up and have people complain about being on hold for 40 minutes. So those non-controversial administrative things are our first thrust to, to prove out the network can work, that these companies can do business and interchange data in a different way. But the clinical data is, is, should be just as fluid, right? You shouldn't have a patient you know, during COVID, right? We saw examples of patients waiting for their medical records to be yeah. printed and burned to CD-ROMs so they could be moved from one ER to a hospital with ventilator capacity. Like, that shouldn't happen in 2022, right? Right. There, that data should just be able to easily move. And if you're on the right, you know, uh, EHR package, sometimes it can, but that needs to happen regardless of what, you know, backend system your hospital or your clinic or your doctor uses. And it should just be instant and fluid. So, okay. What's built today? Because you guys were founded, like, I mean, you launched in June of 21, this $50 million seed round was announced in January of 22. So like six yep. month increment puts you now about a year, a year old. So what's built right now? And what can you share with us? Like we're starting with the non-controversial stuff. So what's, what is the more controversial stuff that's on the roadmap? And when I say non-controversial, I mean, just problems that the everyone basic stuff. I get it. And yeah. the blocking and tackling stuff. Okay. Problems that people can easily come around and say, that has nothing to do with my core business operations right. or how I, how I differentiate or how I service my, my specific patients for a specific plan. Um, so what's launched now? Let me answer that question first. So uh, in March, we launched the first production scalable version of our platform, right? And in the past two months, we've connected all of our founding members to that backend infrastructure and they're testing data moving fluidly between themselves without going through any central data store. So I think I mentioned in my opening comments, one of the things that's really unique about us 
is that we're not a data intermediary, okay. right? There are all the clearinghouses, uh, software vendors. Uh, there's all these companies that, oh, we need to take your data and we'll ingest it and we'll normalize it and we'll combine it and de-identify it and we'll spit back insights or we'll spit back, you know, outcomes or things that you need to act upon. Like, we're not about aggregating or being a data intermediary in the middle of the data flows. We're, we're really building our network so that Anthem can connect directly with Cleveland Clinic in real time and verify insurance coverage. Um, so we're testing that plumbing uh, and it's a new way for that data to move in healthcare. So we're, yeah. we're rolling it out very methodically. Later this year, we're rolling out an industry version of that that could be uh, connected to by any payer or any provider uh, late in the third quarter. Uh, and then the fourth quarter, we're rolling out our first data use case to create some administrative value for the endpoints that are on our network. So that's, we're very early stage, right? We're, yeah. we're less than a year into our build. We launched the first version of our product. We're proving out that that platform works and is secure. We're going to get it SOC 2 and high trust certified so that when we bring on additional participants into the network later this year, people know it's not only trusted by these seven companies, but it can be trusted and adapted to by the industry. All right, I want to go back to this data point real quick, because sure. I think that's really interesting. And so because it's like I was going to ask, you know, what's the difference between you and some of these other companies that are out there that are this like next gen cloud based EHR transaction, you know, thing. And so is it that that point that you guys are not trying to, you know, park the data, so to speak, but really just be that like super highway tollway for the data to pass through? Is that is that the differentiating point here? That's the differentiating point in a nutshell, because all of those companies are doing awesome things, right? Mm -hmm. And you could name a dozen of them and people have, they've named a dozen companies. Well, are you yeah. competing with this company or that company or that company? I'm like, kind of in the sense that some of them talk about data exchange and interoperability the same way, but all of them that I'm aware of are specifically focused on some level of data aggregation or adding some sort of insight or AI or machine learning or whatever on top of an aggregated view of data. Okay. Like, we're trying to power all that stuff, right? <laughs> um, we want those companies to thrive. Like I've been in the healthcare space for 20 years. Uh, I can't even tell you, I can't even begin to try to quantify how many really interesting, really powerful companies trying to do really cool things, like awesome, awesome medical stuff that's you know way beyond my capability, right, to even understand uh, around innovation and treatments and so forth, but they, but they need access to data. Like yeah. I tell entrepreneurs like healthcare is where, and I'm not trying to scare them. It's where startups go to die, right? Like go start a, go start a restaurant. You've got a much better chance of getting to scale and getting over the hump because it's, you know, it's, it's a really complicated industry to be compliant with HIPAA regulations mm -hmm. to sell, to get scheduled to implement and then to implement and build all the data pipes you need for a specific solution. Like we're trying to take all of that, you know, away from an infrastructural standpoint. So that's why the, the most exciting part of our business is that platform for innovation. We want those companies, instead of coming and needing to build a one-to-one -one relationship for data exchange with each of their clients that results in this kind of micro internet for healthcare or micro network, we want all of them to tap into a one-to-many, right? And, and take a six month implementation cycle down to six days or maybe six weeks, right? And instead of spending all of their cycles trying to aggregate and, and connect to the backend systems, they can go one place to do all of that. 
All right. So for those like startup companies, like the digital health or the health tech companies that are doing that, is this the marketplace that I've read that you've launched? Like, is that is that the strategic thinking behind this? Like, let's just connect them together and make their lives a whole lot easier. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the so it's what we call the Evidence Solution Exchange. Uh, we're launching that probably early next year. Okay. Uh, and we can do that at some scale uh, and really support those innovative companies. But that's that's what you're hearing about. Right. Okay. And that's that's what we're excited about. Like, we're not trying to solve all these problems in healthcare. We're not even trying to profess that we can solve those problems. We're just trying to be the network or the dial tone for those organizations to solve those problems more easily. All right. So the big healthcare super brands that are investors, partners, members, clients, and then yeah. the digital health companies that might plug into this network, this marketplace or innovation, the solutions platform later to get access to the infrastructure that you're building. How do you guys make money? What's the revenue model here? Like, are you taking a cut? Is it like a software as a service kind of thing where people are paying you a fee to park their thing there or based on data use? Like, how are you guys making your money? Yeah, I, I think about it two ways, just to make it really simple, but there's obviously nuance and in, in, in of all of these. Um, first and foremost, network or, or platform as a service, right? You've got to pay some fee to, to get on the network because you start consuming network resources and you get your own environment, uh, what we call the Avenir Spark Zone. When you connect to our network, you get your own instance, if you will, right? Cloud-based instance, secure instance that you can connect to and tinker around with, play with, et cetera. You get that and that's charged as a consumption fee or a network, network access fee. So that's the basic connectivity fee. And obviously there's variability in that based on the size and data consumption and how much you're gonna use it and all that stuff. Um, secondly, there's the services component. Whether you, buy a, whether you buy a solution from directly from Avenir, like our coverage solution that we're talking about, or you buy something from one of our solution uh, innovators or one of our founding members who builds a solution for something like coordination of benefits or what have you, you're going to pay a fee and Avenir gets a, a revenue share on the fee or, or a revenue share on the, the value that that solution creates for you, depending on how it's, how it's commercialized. Okay, very cool. Like, so true platform play, like true yeah. infrastructure platform play, like we would see in like another in, in finance or in gaming or anything like that, you know, in entertainment. And, that, and I say that's very basic because there's a lot of examples, but there's no examples of that in healthcare. No, there right? isn't. There isn't um, at all. And it's and it's not basic. It's actually really complicated to do that in a in a HIPAA compliant and secure way for the industry. So what's next for you guys? Like, I mean, I read in the press release at the top of the year with the 50 million, it's like you guys are poised for growth. I mean, you talked a little bit about the way that the actual product is rolling out. You gave us a good quarterly overview of that. We know that this this opportunity for digital health and health tech companies who may have analytics type products can plug in to the, to the network that you're building. Um, but like, what else? Like, you, I, I mean, as you are like more funding to scale this up faster, I mean, and, and as you look to that, maybe as it venture that you go after, or is it more partners? Like what's the model moving forward as far as helping you guys scale and grow? Yeah. So let me take the second piece of that first, and then I'll come back to the first sure. piece. Um, so what's next on a funding, from a funding perspective, we are actually looking to raise additional industry. And when I say industry, I mean that in the corporate venture, like more partners, more endpoints on our network that want to invest in what we're building because so like strategic. It. more strategics, okay. but also more industry venture, right? So we're looking for a balance there because we really do also need to bring in uh, outside investors and some outside board expertise to really take the business to the next level. So we're looking at raising a follow-on seed round, uh, probably late this year, early next year. Um, 
and that will be to fuel our growth and fuel the expansion of our management team. So we're, we're, we're bringing on, you know, a really rockstar caliber team to build something that can scale and disrupt the industry at this level uh, that takes capital. Um, and then I think the second piece of your question is uh, around the innovative companies or even the payers and providers that just want to connect, right? You don't have to invest. You don't have to buy in to connect to this network, right? If you, if you buy into the concept, you know, we will be ready later this year to connect other payers, other providers, whether they want to invest in Avenir or not. Um, and we've already got a list of 35 different innovative solution companies that want to connect to the network because they see that one-to-many value. Like I said, we're probably going to be ready to start talking in earnest at scale to more of those companies early next year. Um, but that's that's really what's next. We want to like blow out the network from a payer and provider perspective, but then we want to layer in the innovative you know, solutions that can extract value and get to market and get to revenue more quickly through our network. This is super exciting. And I thank you so much for explaining in detail on at the very beginning, the difference between, you know, the network that you're building and, and specifically around that data point like that. The, it's it's actually like a, a super highway as opposed to a parking lot where where additional things happen to the data once it's there. So I think, I mean, for me, that really helped a lot in the understanding and I'm hoping for, for my audience as well, that that helps kind of so. put, put you guys into a yeah, into a place within this market because it is a crowded space. And it's like, I think we're all looking for something similar to this. And I'm trend watching this whole emerging like new tech, you know, uh, transaction layer kind of forming. But it's like, especially because it's outside the traditional EHR, which is, I think, for the first time, like really unique. So thank you so much for stopping by and explaining to us like how you guys are building this. And also, you know, the caliber of partners that you guys are, are working with to do so. I think that that's you know, definitely one way to go at it and get buy-in from the tippity top is to bring them along with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, candidly, it's, I, so thank you for having us. I, I really appreciate the chance to explain what we're doing and, yeah. and the dialogue, but I think it's it's really like what's most motivating to me, right, as the leader of this company is the exciting things that can be solved on top of our network. Like, it brings, like, there's personal examples that have brought tears to my eyes in terms of like, oh my God, if that type of a network existed, maybe someone wouldn't wait three weeks or three days or three years to get access to the right care that they need, right? Because they now can tap into the right charitable program or the right data insights that can intervene in their healthcare conditions, you know, earlier. Like to try to solve that for an industry without the industry buy-in that we've got, I don't think is possible in healthcare, right? So that's what really makes us unique is, the, what we're going about and how we how we've started and the seed participants uh, that we have on the network already. All right, so we will keep our eye on you and all the work that you guys are doing there at Avenir Health. This is super exciting. And I, again, can't thank you enough for stopping by and just talking through all of that in such detail with us. It's, it really definitely helped my understanding. So thank you so much. Great, I'm happy to do it. Thank you. All right. For more interviews with the who's who of healthcare as they are changing the way that healthcare is being done, head on over to my YouTube channel over there at youtube.com slash WTF Health. I'm Jessica DeMoss. Again, that was Stuart Hansen, CEO of Avenir Health, introducing us to his company and his business model. We'll check in with him again soon. Until then, take care, you guys. Thanks a lot. Hey, it's Jess. If you're looking for more news on what's going on in health tech, I've got another show airing on this channel called Health Tech Deals.
In this one, famous healthcare curmudgeon Matthew Holt joins me twice a week to weigh in on the biggest funding deals, M&A activity, and exits in health tech. Just look for episodes labeled Health Tech Deals.